Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So what if Tucker Carlson didn't get fired at all? I mean, the way it came out yesterday, they parted ways. No, 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 they didn't part away. Tucker got fired. But what if that's not the story? And while yesterday was absolute shock in breaking down why this would happen, what Fox was doing, because it's very obvious that Fox wanted certain things to stop and wants certain things to stop. It's just a question of how it gets done in translation versus what it is we're hearing. What is it we're hearing? Well, had to be because of the Dominion uh, voting system settlement. $787.5 million had to be a part of that. No, no, there's absolutely nothing that shows that it's part of the settlement, meaning there's no part of the settlement that we've been told about or anybody's seen that says, oh, by the way, as part of this settlement, you need to fire Tucker Carlson. That's not what came through. What certainly has come through is this concept that Fox just doesn't want to talk about January 6th anymore. They feel that they're on the ropes, which is stunning because MSNBC never feels like they're on the ropes. They have no ratings and they have bigots as hosts. They, that's my take. Uh, you listen to Joy Reid long enough, you'll be like, wow, that's a bigot. Her words, not mine, not throwing out allegations, saying what I hear her talk about, about color of skin is absolute bigotry. What I hear from her guests, dear Lord, if I had regular guests like that, I wouldn't be able, I would be told don't have those people back. And then you'd have to make a decision of whether or not you want to listen to the company or not. That's where the rumor mill comes in. That the rumor mill states that what happened was not that Tucker got fired, but Tucker actually walked on his own accord. And then people will wonder, well, why would he do that? Why would you leave Fox? And the answer is as clear as day. Who actually needs it? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Find everything. TonyKatz.com, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. TonyKatz.com. Now, let me be clear. There are some people who need it. Don Lemon needs CNN. He's gone from CNN. Nobody is interested in what Don Lemon has to say. It should also be clear that Don Lemon did every single bit of this to himself. He is guilty for his own firing and now is looking to sue for somewhere around $20 million because that's what he had left on his deal. So I'm going to say this again. Don Lemon was making millions and hated the people he worked for and hated the audience he talked to. I don't know how that works, guys. I am only angry, and I do mean angry. I am I am not a man who gets angry about much. I am angry about the fact that Don Lemon makes more money than I do. The idea that the payment is based on talent is nonsense. I don't have to be told that I'd run circles and I do run circles around the man. I chose radio like a schmuck. 
But hey, he got his. CNN paid millions of dollars for a guy who had open disdain for his audience and for his guests and thought that it was okay for him to vocalize it and how dare you not understand how smart he is. But Don Lemon is nothing without CNN. He has to pray, pray to the lords above he gets picked up by MSNBC. Otherwise, he's going to have some weird off-brand show from the Young Turks, and that's not where you want to be if you're Don Lemon. Don Lemon did this to himself. Don Lemon did this to himself. Remember that, repeat the mantra, move on. And Don Lemon has no career after this. We all understand that. Nobody is interested in what Don Lemon has to offer, has to say. It doesn't matter that he has 1.8 million followers on, on Twitter or whatever it is. No one is following him. When Don Lemon decides that he's going to start a podcast or a Substack for $6 a month, who in the world is going to do that? After the first couple thousand people, and you're like, well, a couple thousand people, $6. If it was a thousand people at $6,000, three people, that's $18,000 a month, over 200000 a year from a Substack. When you have $20 million on a deal, when you're living in New York, when you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing the other. Oh, and I don't think he's going to get that many subscribers. I just don't. Now compare that with Tucker. Tucker decides to start a Substack platform where he charges $6 a month. A million people are going to join up in the first hour? Because I think a million people are going to join up in the first hour. $6 per? Sure. That's $6 million a month. What can Tucker Carlson create? And that is why I believe that the rumor is possible. It's clear that Rupert Murdoch had an issue with January 6th and the way January 6th was portrayed on the network. Of course, Tucker Carlson did not pull a single punch regarding this guy, Ray Epps, his, uh, what he did in regards to the riot, how he was trying to lead people, down to the Capitol while he was while he was he was instigating and it's all caught on tape yet somehow he doesn't get investigated he's not in jail he gets to sit to do a 60 minutes interview where they rehabilitate him and utilize him to attack who Tucker Carlson according to the rumor mill and again I, I I'm not usually a rumor guy but I share the rumor as a way of getting to the possibility and a different way to look at whether or not Fox is the end-all, be-all of society. Tony, why? when are you going to get the Fox show? Tony, when are you going to be on Fox? Why aren't you on Fox? I don't see you on Fox. I see you on Fox. Dude, it doesn't matter. It's a nice bit of publicity, but after a while, you're providing them content and you ain't getting paid. It isn't worth it. You know, I just had this conversation with Newsmax. 
And I like the people at Newsmax. They've been very, very good to me. But I do a, a regular show, a regular appearance, and they changed the, the, the format. And the format now has them having the host, and then they have some guests on set, and then they bring some people in via satellite. I'm one of those people. And they do it now. Instead of two segments, it's one segment. So everybody gets to say one thing. To which I'd said, after doing it twice, this isn't for me, guys. I said that. No anger. Maybe there's a different show. Maybe there's a different place. There's still some things I'd like to do over there. Maybe there's some things I can do over there. Newsmax is going through another growth cycle that if they capitalize on, they will be able to hold on to a bunch of those people and do very, very well. Tucker's in a much different place. Tucker is the the largest rated show on, on the network. Tucker is the biggest name in conservatism or on the right uh, because, and I, I, I want to make sure this point is made, many people are engaged in commentary. Very few of us are engaged in trying to engage thought. And because of Tucker's platform and his style, and certainly a mind, Tucker has been a thought leader leading conversations and ways to respond to conversations. And that's why he's so popular. But there's Ray Epps saying that Tucker Carlson is obsessed with him. And Ray Epps lying about, as, as, as many see it, what he was doing on January 6th and who he was working for, et cetera. And Tucker hears this and says, I'm not putting up with this. I've got the data. Monday, we're doing a whole show to refute what Ray Epps said. We're not going to stand for this. Supposedly, that's what happened. And that he was getting ready to tape the show. He was getting ready to do the show. And a producer came down and said, yeah, you can't do this segment. You can't do a segment on January 6th. And at that moment and in that second, Tucker Carlson said, I quit. Now, that's the rumor. If the rumor didn't come from two sources that I have faith in, I would dismiss it. But the rumor comes from two sources. We know for sure, based on a, a series of conversations, that January 6th has bothered Rupert Murdoch. We know that 60 Minutes did this puff piece regarding Ray Epps, a guy who should be investigated for his actions on January 6th. If you're going to investigate everybody else who was standing around him, it would seem to me that you'd have to investigate him too. Tucker's going to respond. Tucker's told he can't respond. Tucker quits. Now, when I heard that story... I said, okay, that's possible. I don't know if it's probable, but it's possible. And by the way, I, I take that back. It is probable. But certainly it lends to the reality that maybe parted ways wasn't he got fired. Tucker Carlson knows that he can have a million subscribers any day he wants them. A million do I hear two? 
a million and a half easy. A million and a half easy, guys. Come on. We both know that's true. Doesn't matter if you like Tucker Carlson. Who cares if you like Tucker Carlson? We're dealing with reality here. Tucker can do what Glenn Beck did and do it better. Tucker could do what Megyn Kelly did and do it much, much better. Tucker doesn't need Fox. If you have platform, you don't need Fox. If Fox gets you the platform, you can leave. Look how easy it is to build your own platform and say what? Anything you want. Can I tell you in all the time I've done radio since January 6, 2021, I have never once gotten a note that says you can't talk about this. I have never once gotten an email saying, hey, lay off that. Never. Never, ever, ever, ever once. From my station, my main station, from my stations, uh, other employer, never. I have never gotten a note saying, hey, lay off this subject. If I have to lay off a subject, maybe I don't need to be here. Now, true, if I went out on my own outside of, of, of radio, I probably wouldn't have a million subscribers. But you got to assume that you could build something because the ability to build platforms outside of the traditional platforms is just so great. But when you have a level of celebrity status like Tucker, everything's possible. As a matter of fact, maybe probable. Maybe he knew they'd be upset and he did it that, that way. So that way there could be a split and a reason for the separation and that's the end of it. And then he can go about doing what he wants to do. Or not. But in all the conversation yesterday, the one thing that we, we only hinted around, I got into the, con I, when I was talking to Kurt Schlichter, we discussed it. I want to make sure I, I hit it solid. Tucker doesn't have to worry. He doesn't. That guy is going to have a career in any which way he sees having the career. What we have to do is wonder what is it that the people that we're watching or listening to aren't allowed to say? Because if the story is true, and I hate that I'm saying it that way, I get that I'm working in a bit of rumor here. I get that I'm working on an assumption here, and that is very much not my style. But I want you to know that I believe it because it fits so much of what we see that even if we took that out of the realm and even brought it up as a generalized subject, the suits telling the talent what to say and what not to say, if that is indeed the case, you realize the importance of this new media thing more and more and more and more and more. It is the only thing. The reason I share with you that I've never gotten a note is that I want you to know. I want you to know I've never gotten a note. I've never been told I can't say, ever. I once got a note. I, I see Joseph reminding me of the story. I once got a note from uh, the, the, the ownership. Uh, they, the, the, the main, my main station, WIBC in Indianapolis, sold. And uh, the old owner once sent me a note today. Give me a call. I got to talk to you. I give him a call. I'm like, what, what's up? He goes, can you lay off uh, Shapiro's Deli? It's a major deli in Indianapolis. Fantastic spot. 
I said, what do you mean lay off Shapiro's deli? He said, you're bothering him because he doesn't carry whitefish. He says not enough people buy the whitefish, so it'll go bad. So leave him alone. I laughed out loud. That, that was the, 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 the only note I ever got from the owner of the company. Lay off a guy about the whitefish. The only other note I got was from my, my program director, David Wood. Um, I, I do a morning show, of course, in WIBC, and and uh, my computer was was broken. I was complaining about the computer, and I got a text that read, shut the blank up. That, I swear to you, true story, true story. And if you know David Wood, you're like, what? True story, that's the text. And he comes in later, I'm like, what's this all about? He, and he said to me, you're doing morning radio. People are driving to work. Their car doesn't work. Their kid yelled at them. They spilled coffee on themselves. No one cares if your computer works. Their computer doesn't work. They're the ones who matter. And I said, okay, you're right. And that was the end of that. That's the, that's the grand total, kids. If Tucker got told not to talk about January 6th, Tucker is right to say goodbye. And Tucker should go about creating the platform by which he can talk about anything he chooses. And if he should, even if I disagree with him on things, and I do, I'm going to support him. Because one has to support free speech. Sometimes you do it with a dollar. Sometimes you do it by not screaming for cancel culture. Is that what happened? I'm willing to bet it's some variety of that. And it just goes to prove that you're not always dependent on the platform. If you've got a good message, people will listen. I'm Tony Katz. The Dow is down 294, NASDAQ down 196, and part of the reason is UPS. Disappointing on the earnings and the possibility of a strike. I mean, they're in a contract negotiation, and that could always get sticky uh, for for sure. Revenue down 6% from the same quarter last year. Well, that could have to do with, you know, people actually going out of their houses again and not getting everything delivered. But it did not perform, and therefore the markets are down. And General Motors announcing an end to the production of the Chevy Bolt, which is different than the Chevy Volt. The Chevy Volt is a hybrid. The Chevy Bolt is all uh, electric. But they are now coming out with a whole line of nothing but electric vehicles. Nothing but. I mean, that's the whole plan for, for General Motors. It's a terrible plan. I don't mind electric. The electric uh, uh, Hummer, they right? They call it the GMC Hummer as opposed to the full Hummer brand. I, I drive an H3. I love it. I don't drive the electric Hummer. Uh, that's You're going to need TV money for that. And then Cadillac makes, the, the is it the Lyric? But the plan is all electric all the time. It's a silly plan. That's where the markets are right now. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.
So normally during the show, when we're in a break, I'm looking at Facebook. I'm not looking at posts. I'm looking at cars for sale. I'm looking at watches for sale. I'm on realtor.com. I'm looking at houses for sale. I'm not particularly looking for anything, although I'm always looking for everything. I use it as a way of, of A, just keeping on top of what's kind of trending and B, a, a way of relaxing the head. I know what I want to get into next, and I, I, I just sometimes you need a break. It's, it's, it's like a sorbet. It's like a mental sorbet. It is really what it is. I, I, I can look at like some watches for sale or some cars for sale, and I'm like, all right, that's interesting. Oh, would, I, would I pay that price? Oh, that's, and then, okay, I can get into the thing. And in the back of my head, it's churning. I don't know how you do things. That's how, that's how I do them. That's not true all the time. Sometimes there's a, there's a lot to break down. I'm making sure I've got all the sources together. But sometimes I, I know exactly where I want to be in the conversation with you. I know how, what, what I want to share and, and why I think it matters. Uh, and, and so I, I've got it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Guys, good to be with you. Today's one of those days where I'm, I'm going through. I'm, I'm going through uh, uh, just a little mental sorbet. And I come upon Earl's Auction Company. Now, if you live in Indiana, you might have heard of Earl's. But there is a site called Hybid, H-I-B-I-D, where a lot of auction companies use this online service as a way of bidding on things. And, And very often, it's stuff like they have 42 jars of Miracle Whip, which is as far as I'm concerned, 43 jars too many. And they're, they're selling the jars of Miracle Whip or they're selling an air conditioner. Or they're sell, you know, they're, they're selling these things as, as people do those pallet buys and things like that. It's fascinating. People have figured out how to buy a pallet of uh, things were returned. All right, we'll buy it. We'll resell it. We'll do this and we'll do that. And we'll do the other and, 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 and the whole thing. And, and people are making money of, off of it. And they've, they've opened up little stores and sometimes larger stores. They're doing drop shipping to people. Man, people are creative and inventive and are finding ways. It's like the people who do the garage selling and then, you know, the thing you're selling for a quarter, they're selling for $22 because they're willing to do the work to take a look at what's selling on eBay or an Amazon store, etc. Earl's Auction Company sells a whole bunch of things. And, and I've met... Earl a couple times because I uh, MC I have for the past couple of years an event in in the Indianapolis area for Folds of Honor and Folds of Honor provides scholarships to children of those who have been injured or killed in the in the line of duty uh, whether it's in the military and and now I believe it's it's also uh, in in law enforcement and a fantastic organization I've really enjoyed uh, the opportunity to to work with with these people I only hope to do to do more. And so we do this this live auction, and and Earl is is the auctioneer, and he, oh God, he's a pro at it. He's a pro at it. So I don't I don't know him intimately, but I, I've seen his work, so I know the people. I've actually purchased things uh, from Earl's auctions. I have no financial connection to them whatsoever. I have uh, at all. I don't, but I have bought things from them. And all of a sudden, I'm I'm like floating through Facebook, and what comes up? The Indianapolis Motor Speedway online auction. And I'm like, no. And what comes up? 
Featured lot 45A and 35A. And what is it? A 1996 Freightliner MB, is that Mercedes-Benz? Chassis bus with 171,000 miles. It's a shuttle bus with the Wings and Wheels logo on it. And it says Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And I'm like, how do I not, how do I not make an offer on this? How do I not? And, and there's not just one. There's, there, there, there's another one. There's another one as the featured 35A. So there's 45A and there was 35A. And that's a 2007 Freightliner six-cylinder turbo diesel bus with the Wings and Wheels logo. Now, if you don't look, if you don't know Indianapolis, if you don't know the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Indy 500, maybe it's a little bit lost on you. But if you're in any way a racing fan, this is like the coolest thing in the history of the world. So like, all right, now I have to ask myself exactly what am I willing to bid to? And oh my gosh, what have I just done telling you about it? Like, what have I done? Who does this? Who talks about this? And I know it's one of those things that most people are like, oh, that's hilarious. I am not going to be bidding. Um, I, 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 I think I'm going to. I don't know how I don't. But then there's a whole bunch of, of memorabilia. Now, uh, a, a bit of full disclosure. Um, when I was a guy who was depressed, uh, I did a lot of collecting. Because... When everything was out of control, this was something I could control. I could, for lack of a better word, I could dominate. And so it, it was. Um, it, it was. It was a sense of satisfaction. But that, for me, went away quickly, and it became this. It became like this. This. This albatross, right? This thing that I had to do. This thing that I had to try and and and. Uh, uh, and dominate, so therefore it took up all my time, and so I wasn't dominating it, it was dominating me. I'm like, all right, I, I, I have to stop. And so I don't actually collect things now. I will admit I do have a collection of watches, but I don't have a collection of investor watches. I have a collection of, these are fun, interesting timepiece watches. Like I, I because uh, I'm, I'm in McAllen, Texas, right? I'm, I'm, I'm down uh, in Texas to, I'm taking a tour of the southern border over the next couple of days. And so I'm down here. And so I'm doing the show. So if anything sounds a little different, that, that's why. Um, I wore uh, what I, I think you pronounce it, Jorg, J-O-R-G, Jorg, Jorg Gray. That's that's the watch I, I wore here. Your gray became famous because it was the watch that the Secret Service was wearing or some Secret Service members were wearing. And President Obama was like, hey, what's that watch? And then he started wearing it. All right. That's that's why I became famous. So people are like, why would you wear that? Uh, honestly, because I think it feels comfortable as all get out. And down here, I wanted to be comfortable. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to wear I'm going to wear that. It wasn't the, the most expensive watch uh, in, in the world. Certainly not the most expensive watch I have. Uh, I, I, I wore it. Um, so I, I, I have a collection of, of watches, uh, but I don't collect. Like, I'm not heavily invested in it. I, I, I don't spend all my time with it because I can't and I, and, I, and I don't want to. There are other things I, I want to I do. I don't even collect cigars. I don't collect bourbon. You know that, right? I, I have a bottle of 2022 birthday bourbon that I could probably sell for a grand or so. 
That thing is going to be imbibed. Is that the proper use of the word? On the show, on Eat, Drink, Smoke, the Cigar and Bourbon Show, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. I have some Elmer T. Lee. We're going to do that on the show. I have got some multi-thousand dollar bottles of Willet. That's going on the show. Of course it is. It's, it's meant to be shared and shared with friends. That's what it's meant to do. I don't, I don't get the collecting part. Or I have a real aversion to the collecting, so um, I, I don't do it. But this auction on Earl's is just the coolest thing. Uh, it, there, it's a set of three foot by five foot IMS track used racing flags. So for me, there's no there there. That would be a cool, like, like one flag. Like if I had a checkered flag that was used at the track, we're not saying used at the Indy 500, but just used at the track, that'd be a cool piece to put up. Like that's a cool man cave kind of thing. If you had a couple flags that were used at the track, people would be like, that's awesome. There'd be no place that you would have them where somebody was in your house would be like, what's this? And you'd tell them they wouldn't go. It doesn't matter who they are. They'd go, that's cool as can be. Because that's cool as can be. But some people you know have a collection of flags and want to build on their collection of flags. Um, what else is, is in here? I just thought it was a really, really uh, 11-foot IMS ticket sign. It's 11 feet long. It just says tickets. And someone's going to buy that. Here's the Ari Leyendijk life-size cutout. <laughs> oh, they've got a Janet Guthrie one, too? Okay, now it's, now it's getting fun. Uh, they have signed tickets. They have a 2018 ticket signed by Takuma Sato, a 2019 ticket signed by Will Power. All right, that's fun stuff. That is cool. It's like, I, I, I was trying to, as I'm looking at this, I'm trying to figure out what would you have in what city that could compare, right? I, I can't explain to people well, I, I, I don't think exactly what the Indy 500 is to the people of Indianapolis and the history that goes along with it. Uh, but what else, is, is it like maybe how the people of, of Louisville uh, see the Kentucky Derby? Is, is, could that possibly be it? I don't think there's any way that, that other people see, like let's say, a NASCAR race like the Daytona 500 or something like that. Nah, no way. Um, but may, maybe it's how people in California see the Rose Parade, right? And if there was memorabilia from the Rose Parade, they'd be like, oh, that's so great. And do you remember when? And, and connect it that way. Yeah, this is, this is crazy, uh, crazy stuff. And yeah, it, I'm assuming it, it, it will sell and people will really, really... There are a pair of Indianapolis Motor Speedway green metal folding chairs. Now, that means nothing to me. I look at that and I go, that's totally uncomfortable. You know, you know, someone is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you say green folding chairs? Because you see, they've got another folding chair. And now they need the green one to make the set complete. They've got a story of what happened to them on the green chairs. I, I know somebody who is certainly like that. I'm not naming naming names, but I mean they've got a they've got a collection like you wouldn't believe it's surreal. 
Like, like, take it serious, like super seriously. And that's where I realized that just because I see it away doesn't mean everybody else does. Because some people don't have those issues. I can have a drink, put it down, walk away, not have a drink for another three months. I've always been like this. I can sip on a bourbon for three hours and not finish it. I have always been like this. Some people have a drink and then have to have another drink and then have to have another drink and then have to have another drink. Just because there's a way I do it doesn't mean I'm right. It's just, it, it's, it's what happened to me. It's how I reacted to the things. It's about how my mind uh, processes the things. But I've never had this issue with, with, with drinking. I've never had this issue with drugs or any, anything like that. So when I tell you, I know a guy who's got one of the most amazing collections you ever saw. I don't look at that and be like, dude's got a problem. I look at that and say, that's amazing. And they take a look at this thing and they're like, oh my gosh, candy store, candy store. And then and they're the, they're the kid. They're the kid in the candy store. I don't know if I'd actually have to explain it to you. And they're, they're probably going to be the one mad at me for talking about it on air. This could have been all mine, all mine, but you shared it with America, Tony. What the hell is wrong with you? Um, it's cool. I find what people are into is so, like, I, just as a, a I, I don't know, just felt like sharing. I am not a man of many hobbies. My hobbies have become vocations. Cigars was a hobby. It became a vocation. Uh, politics uh, and, and conversation was a hobby. It became a vocation. I am I am not a guy who builds wooden ships. I like to hike. Maybe that's a hobby, but I don't get to do it enough. Um, I love people who have interest in things and 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 want to share them and can actually share them. Ah, uh, oh my gosh, those are the coolest. I, I, that's like, when I talk about the fact that all I want to do is uh, smoke cigars and talk to smart people about interesting things, like that's it. People like are into all sorts of cool stuff. If you just give people a minute to, to talk to you, sometimes, yeah, oh, they're boring as sin. Sometimes, man, it's fascinating. Fascinating. Like 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 with the memorabilia and being able to connect the dots on it all. And people do it with IndyCar and people do it with NFL and people do it with baseball. Oh, the baseball people. So Charles Krauthammer was a baseball fanatic. Like George Will, I believe, is a baseball fanatic. I mean, fanatic. Charles Krauthammer was the kind of guy who would go to a, a Washington Nationals game. He'd be done with Brett Bear on Fox, and then he'd get into his car, and he had a driver, head to a Nationals game, and he'd be able to get there in between, uh, like, like right after maybe, maybe the that first half of the first inning. And he was the kind of guy who loved the stats so much, the, the statistics, that if you were uh, in a 3-1 pitch, against a left-hander and such and such a person was pitching, here's what they should throw them. Like, he wanted to break it down to that level. And I look at that and say, man, that's crazy. Nope. Maybe, wait, maybe it is. But it's harmless crazy, isn't it? It's okay to have, I think, some things that you, you focus on that, like, mean something to you, that move you. 
I guess I did that with, with my work. But I don't do it with other things because it moves me in a negative direction. Something I know about myself. And I saw this collection there from, from uh, the auction, from Earl's auction. I was like, that's... That, that's it just invoked a feeling in me. So forgive me. Uh, I, I shared. And if you want to uh, uh, get me anything good from the auction, uh, uh, feel free. Uh, gifts always welcome. I'm Tony Katz. So normally during the show, when we're in a break, I'm looking at Facebook. I'm not looking at posts. I'm looking at cars for sale. I'm looking at watches for sale. I'm on realtor.com. I'm looking at houses for sale. I'm not particularly looking for anything, although I'm always looking for everything. I use it as a way of, of A, just keeping on top of what's kind of trending and B, a, a way of relaxing the head. I know what I want to get into next, and I, I, I just sometimes you need a break. It's 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 like a sorbet. It's like a mental sorbet. It is really what it is. I, I I can look at like some watches for sale or some cars for sale, and I'm like, all right, that's interesting. Oh, would I would I pay that price? Oh, this, and then okay, I can get into the thing. And in the back of my head, it's churning. I don't know how you do things. That's how that's how I do them. That's not true all the time. Sometimes there's a there's a lot to break down. I'm making sure I've got all the sources together. But sometimes I I know exactly where I want to be in the conversation with you. I know how. What, what I want to share and, and why I think it matters. Uh, and, and so I, I've got it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, guys, good to be with you. Today's one of those days where I'm, I'm going through, I'm, I'm going through uh, uh, just a little mental sorbet. And I come upon Earl's Auction Company. Now, if you live in Indiana, you might have heard of Earl's. But there is a site called Hybid, H-I-B-I-D, where a lot of auction companies use this online service as a way of bidding on things. And, and very often, it's stuff like they have 42 jars of Miracle Whip, which is, as far as I'm concerned, 43 jars too many. And they're, they're selling the jars of Miracle Whip, or they're selling an air conditioner. Or they're sell, you know, they're, they're selling these things as, as people do those pallet buys and things like that. It's fascinating. People have figured out how to buy a pallet of uh, things were returned. All right, we'll buy it. We'll resell it. We'll do this and we'll do that. We'll do the other and 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 and, and the whole thing. And and people are making money of, off of it. And they've they've opened up little stores and sometimes larger stores. They're doing drop shipping to people. Man, people are creative and inventive and are finding ways. It's like the people who do the garage selling and then, you know, the thing you're selling for a quarter, they're selling for $22 because they're willing to do the work to take a look at what's selling on eBay or an Amazon store, etc. Earl's Auction Company sells a whole bunch of things. And and I've met Earl a couple times because I uh, MC, I have for the past couple of years, an event in, in the Indianapolis area for Folds of Honor. And Folds of Honor provides scholarships to children of those who have been injured or killed in the, in the line of duty. Uh, whether it's in the military, and, and now I believe it's it's also uh, in in law enforcement, and a fantastic organization. I've really enjoyed uh, the opportunity to to work with with these people. I only hope to do to do more. And so we do this this live auction, and and Earl is is the auctioneer. And he 
oh god, he's a pro at it. He's a pro at it. So I don't, I don't know him intimately, but I, I've seen his work, so I know the people. I've actually purchased things uh, from Earl's auctions. I have no financial connection to them whatsoever. I have uh, at all. I don't, but I have bought things from them. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like floating through Facebook, and what comes up? The Indianapolis Motor Speedway online auction, and I'm like, no. And what comes up? Featured lot 45A and 35A. And what is it? A 1996 Freightliner MB, is that Mercedes-Benz? Chassis bus with 171,000 miles. It's a shuttle bus with the Wings and Wheels logo on it. And it says Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And I'm like, how do I not... How do I not make an offer on this? How do I not? And, and there's not just one. There's, there, there, there's another one. There's another one as the featured 35A. So there's 45A and there was 35A. And that's a 2007 Freightliner six-cylinder turbo diesel bus with the Wings and Wheels logo. Now, if you don't look, if you don't know Indianapolis, if you don't know the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Indy 500, I, I, maybe it's a little bit lost on you. But if you're in any way a racing fan, this is like the coolest thing in the history of the world. So like, all right, now I have to ask myself exactly what am I willing to bid to? And oh my gosh, what have I just done telling you about it? Like, what have I done? Who does this? Who talks about this? And I know it's one of those things that most people are like, oh, that's hilarious. I am not going to be bidding. Um, I, 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 I think I'm going to. I don't know how I don't. But then there's a whole bunch of, of memorabilia. Now, uh, a, a bit of full disclosure. Um, when I was a guy who was depressed, uh, I did a lot of collecting. Because... When everything was out of control, this was something I could control. I could, for lack of a better word, I could dominate. And so it, it was, um, it, it was, it was a sense of satisfaction. But that, for me, went away quickly, and it became this. It became like this, this, this albatross, right? This thing that I had to do. This thing that I had to try and, and, and. Uh, uh, and dominate, so therefore it took up all my time, and so no, I wasn't dominating it, it was dominating me. I'm like, all right, I, I, I have to stop. And so I don't actually collect things now. I will admit I do have a collection of watches, but I don't have a collection of investor watches. I have a collection of, these are fun, interesting timepiece watches. Like I, I because uh, I'm, I'm in McAllen, Texas, right? I'm, I'm, I'm down uh, in Texas to, I'm taking a tour of the southern border over the next couple of days. And so I'm down here and so I'm doing the show. So if anything sounds a little different, that, that's why. Um, I wore uh, what I, I think you pronounce it, Jorg, J-O-R-G, Jorg, Jorg Gray. That's that's the watch I, I wore here. Your gray became famous because it was the watch that the Secret Service was wearing or some Secret Service members were wearing. And President Obama was like, hey, what's that watch? And then he started wearing it. All right. That's that's why I became famous. So people are like, why would you wear that? Uh, honestly, because I think it feels comfortable as all get out. And down here, I want it to be comfortable. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to wear 
I'm going to wear that. It wasn't the, the most expensive watch uh, in, in the world. Certainly not the most expensive watch I have. Uh, I, I, I wore it. Um, so I, I, I have a collection of, of watches. Uh, but I don't collect. Like, I'm not heavily invested in it. I, I, I don't spend all my time with it. Because I can't. And I, and, I, and I don't want to. There are other things I, I want to I do. I don't even collect cigars. I don't collect bourbon. You know that, right? I, I have a bottle of 2022 birthday bourbon that I could probably sell for a grand or so. That thing is going to be imbibed. Is that the proper use of the word? On the show, on Eat, Drink, Smoke, the Cigar and Bourbon Show, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. I have some Elmer T. Lee. We're going to do that on the show. I have got some multi-thousand dollar bottles of Willet. That's going on the show? Of course it is. It's, it's meant to be shared and shared with friends. That's what it's meant to do. I don't, I don't get the collecting part. Or I have a real aversion to the collecting, so um, I, I don't do it. But this auction on Earl's is just the coolest thing. Uh, it, there, it's a set of three-foot by five-foot IMS track-used racing flags. So for me, there's no there there. That would be a cool, like, like one flag. Like if I had a checkered flag that was used at the track, we're not saying used at the Indy 500, but just used at the track, that'd be a cool piece to put up. Like that's a cool man cave kind of thing. If you had a couple flags that were used at the track, people would be like, that's awesome. There'd be no place that you would have them where somebody was in your house would be like, what's this? And you'd tell them they wouldn't go. It doesn't matter who they are. They'd go, that's cool as can be. Because that's cool as can be. But some people you know have a collection of flags and want to build on their collection of flags. Um, what else is, is in here? I just thought it was a really, really uh, 11-foot IMS ticket sign. It's 11 feet long. It just says tickets. And someone's going to buy that. Here, the, here is the Ari Leyendyke life-size cutout. <laughs> oh, they've got a Janet Guthrie one, too? Okay, now it's, now it's getting fun. Uh, they have signed tickets. They have a 2018 ticket signed by Takuma Sato, a 2019 ticket signed by Will Power. All right, that's fun stuff. That is cool. It's like, I, I, I was trying to, as I'm looking at this, I'm trying to figure out what would you have in what city that could compare, right? I, I can't explain to people well, I, I, I don't think exactly what the Indy 500 is to the people of Indianapolis and the history that goes along with it. Uh, but what else, is, is it like maybe how the people of, of Louisville uh, see the Kentucky Derby? Is, is, could that possibly be it? I don't think there's any way that, that other people see, like let's say, a NASCAR race like the Daytona 500 or something like that. Nah, no way. Um, but may, maybe it's how people in California see the Rose Parade, right? And if there was memorabilia from the Rose Parade, they'd be like, oh, that's so great. And do you remember when? And, and connect it that way. Yeah, this is, this is crazy, uh, crazy stuff. And yeah, it, I'm assuming it, it, it will sell and people will really, really... There are a pair of Indianapolis Motor Speedway green metal folding chairs. 
Now, that means nothing to me. I look at that and I go, that's totally uncomfortable. You know, you know, someone is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you say green folding chairs? Because you see, they've got another folding chair. And now they need the green one to make the set complete. They've got a story of what happened to them on the green chairs. I, I know somebody who is certainly like that. I'm not naming naming names, but I mean they've got a they've got a collection like you wouldn't believe. It's surreal. Like like take it seriously, like super seriously. And that's where I realized that just because I see it away doesn't mean everybody else does. Cuz some people don't have those issues. I can have a drink, put it down, walk away, not have a drink for another 3 months. I've always been like this. I can sip on a bourbon for three hours and not finish it. I have always been like this. Some people have a drink and then have to have another drink and then have to have another drink and then have to have another drink. Just because there's a way I do it doesn't mean I'm right. It's just, it's, it's what happened to me. It's how I reacted to the things. It's about how my mind uh, processes the things. But I've never had this issue with with, with drinking, I've never had this issue with drugs or any, anything like that. So when I tell you, I know a guy who's got one of the most amazing collections you ever saw. I don't look at that and be like, dude's got a problem. I look at that and say, that's amazing. And they take a look at this thing and they're like, oh my gosh, candy store, candy store. And then and they're the, they're the kid. They're the kid in the candy store. I don't know if I'd actually have to explain it to you. And they're, they're probably going to be the one mad at me for talking about it on air. This could have been all mine. All mine, but you shared it with America, Tony. What the hell is wrong with you? Um, it's cool. I find what people are into is so... Like, I... Just as a... a I, I don't know. It just felt like sharing. I am not a man of many hobbies. My hobbies have become vocations. Cigars was a hobby. It became a vocation. Uh, politics and, and conversation was a hobby. It became a vocation. I am, I am not a guy who builds wooden ships. I like to hike. Maybe that's a hobby, but I don't get to do it enough. Um, I love people who have interest in things and, and, and want to share them and can actually share them. Uh, oh, my gosh. Those are the coolest. I, I, that's like, when I talk about the fact that all I want to do is uh, smoke cigars and talk to smart people about interesting things, like that's it. People like are into all sorts of cool stuff. If you just give people a minute to, to talk to you, sometimes, yeah, oh, they're boring as sin. Sometimes, man, it's fascinating. Fascinating. Like 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 with the memorabilia and being able to connect the dots on it all. And people do it with IndyCar and people do it with NFL and people do it with baseball. Oh, the baseball people. So Charles Krauthammer was a baseball fanatic. Like George Will, I believe, is a baseball fanatic. I mean, fanatic. Charles Krauthammer was the kind of guy who would go to a, a Washington Nationals game. He'd be done with Brett Bear on Fox, and then he'd get into his car, and he had a driver, head to a Nationals game, and he'd be able to get there in between, uh, like, like right after maybe, maybe the that first half of the first inning. And he was the kind of guy who loved the stats so much, the, the statistics, 
that if you were uh, in a 3-1 pitch against a left-hander and such and such a person was pitching, here's what they should throw them. Like, he wanted to break it down to that level. And I look at that and say, man, that's crazy. Nope. Maybe, wait, maybe it is. But it's harmless crazy, isn't it? It's okay to have, I think, some things that you, you focus on that, like, mean something to you, that move you. I guess I did that with, with my work. But I don't do it with other things because it moves me in a negative direction, something I know about myself. I saw this collection there from from uh, the auction, from Earl's auction. I was like, "That's that that's it." Just invoked a feeling in me. So forgive me. Uh, I, I shared. And if you want to uh, uh, get me anything good from the auction, uh, uh, feel free. Uh, gifts always welcome. I'm Tony Katz. The situation in Sudan gets worse and worse and worse. You've got civil war. You've got Americans who were evacuated, of course. You had the, you had the entirety of the, uh, of the embassy evacuated. And then you have word that the World Health Organization is warning of a high risk of biological hazard because one of the groups inside the fight seized a laboratory with samples of measles and polio. Why do you have this in Sudan? Maybe that's an interesting question, one that needs to be answered. Maybe Sudan isn't safe enough in general for samples of measles and polio. Maybe what we should be doing right now is preventing any travel from Sudan to the United States or anybody who's been near Sudan to the United States. Have we, have we started this yet? Or, or is that somehow racist? I, look, uh, we're not talking about small things here. We're talking about potentially very dangerous things. And you say in the United States, hey, we're vaccinated for this, we're vaccinated for that, oh, we're safer uh, for now. Doesn't mean that you let it in. Sudan can really blow big and bad. This is Tony Katz today.